Welcome to the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, where we help you make a meaningful impact in your communities and get accepted to your dream university. Becoming the person that Ivy League schools recruit is more enjoyable and meaningful than you ever imagined. Come find out why. Hello and welcome back. We are super excited today to have a couple of amazing students, some grade 12 seniors who have just finished applications to university and have been using our process for quite some time now. Today we're going to hear their story, which I think is is just really exciting and inspiring. So their names are Ethan and Nicole, and this is a little bit unique. We have two people on the interview today, but thank you both for taking the time. I know in the middle of senior year, this is crazy, crazy busy time for both of you. So thank you so much for pressing pause on your lives and being willing to let me ask you a few questions today. Thank you, Nicole and Ethan. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. So first of all, just tell us a little bit um, about yourselves. Uh, maybe we'll start with Nicole. Uh, tell us about yourself. You're, you're a graduating senior getting ready for university. Well, I was born in Singapore and I've been going to school here ever since. Um, in my free time, I play touch rugby. I participate in Model UN and I'm part of the NHS at school. I um I wrote my college essay on a whole personal journey about learning how to concentrate myself a little bit in what I was doing in terms of just focusing on things I actually really like to do and really doing great in those things. Nice. So you feel like maybe at first you were stretching out and, and really trying to discover yourself and, and do all kinds of things, but later you decided to focus yourself and, and go deeper into some fewer areas? Yeah, for sure. And I felt like after I did that, I actually started to do a lot better in the things I was already doing. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice right out the gate. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Ethan, tell us just a little bit about yourself as well. So um, I'm Ethan. I was born in America and now I go to school here at Stanford with Nicole. I've been here uh, just a couple of years, so not too long. In Singapore, and, you mean? Yeah, in Singapore. Um, uh-huh. We've actually uh, lived in a lot of places, which is kind of interesting for someone my age to have lived in like this many places. How many places would you say you've lived in? Um, over just the like uh, primary years of schooling for in the American system, like one first through twelfth grade, probably about six places. Six different countries, or yeah. Well, um, it's like about four different countries across like six different places. So we lived in the same uh, country a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. All right, so you've moved around a ton. Um, I happen to know that you're into skateboarding. You're hilarious, right? Really popular with uh, at school um, and pretty diligent student, I would say. Um, maybe we'll, we'll kind of get a feel for both of you. If perhaps you can share with us some of the universities that you are applying to and, and maybe your top choice out of those, which what, what are you most excited about uh, next year? So um, I'm applying to a couple different schools, mainly across uh, California and uh, Colorado, places on the West Coast of the United States. UC Berkeley, CU Boulder, Stanford would be my first choice. Fantastic. And Nicole? Um, It's funny because Ethan and I actually have similar colleges we're applying to. My main bulk is in California, but I would say the top three schools I was really excited to apply to was Stanford, which was my early decision, Georgetown in DC, as well as NYU. Man, some fantastic schools. So uh, for everyone listening in, obviously, both of these students are really ambitious. They're, they're doing all of the other work as well. 
But what's exciting and, and what we want to share today on this podcast is the story about their impact project, because they have done an amazing project that I think is inspirational for anyone who is ready to listen to it. So maybe I'll introduce the guide, um, your impact project, and perhaps you guys can share the history behind it and some of the stories that can help bring it to life. For those who are listening in, Ethan and Nicole have spearheaded this amazing guide for the IB. Now, the IB curriculum is considered the gold standard in international uh, education. It is the most rigorous curriculum in high school. IB is short for International Baccalaureate. And the diploma program is the last two years of this program. And so it's extremely rigorous. And uh, I I imagine many of the listeners of this podcast are either in IB programs or are already familiar. But suffice it to say, it's an extremely rigorous program. And it's challenging for a lot of students. So what Ethan and Nicole have done is between their own efforts and recruiting other students who were top performing students in other classes, they have created a guide for students by students to help students get through the IB and succeed and get top scores in each of the different classes across the entire curriculum. It's an extremely ambitious project, and uh, it has been received with tremendous praise, which perhaps we'll get to talk about in just a second. But uh, perhaps um, maybe Nicole or Ethan, you're welcome to jump in if you want. Could you tell us, uh, why did you write the guide? How did you come up with this impact project? So every year at Stanford, we have these trips that we go on and we call them field studies. So on our um, 11th grade trip, we went to China and Ethan and I had Mr. Gardner as our trip advisor or the teacher who was in charge of a small group of um, students. And we were getting to know Mr. Gardner, obviously, and He was asking us about how the IB was like for us, and we had just gotten into IB. It was just as our first year started, and something I was really frustrated about coming into IB was the fact that I didn't know whether I was going to enjoy my courses. Obviously, with something like IB, as Mr. Gardner said before, it's very rigorous, and there's a lot of content, so you obviously want to choose things you're going to be really excited to pursue. Right. And all of these, well, course descriptions that the school had given us from the IB, I honestly really didn't understand them because I had no knowledge of the course in general. Yeah. I kind of just took my chances and hoped for the best. It worked out well for me, but I can imagine it didn't work out very well for a lot of people. So for me, the main goal was to help sophomores coming into IB understand what the course is really like so they can choose accordingly and make the best decision for themselves. Amazing. Ethan, what what role did you play and, and uh, what would you say you can add to that backstory? So I think my main interest in uh, this topic is more around the, the supporting of the community, whereas I kind of agree with Nicole that like we didn't really know what we were really going to get until we were actually in the courses. Right. So um, I thought that this idea of supporting a community and um, kind of nurturing the excellence of students as a whole would um, be really helpful to the community. As Nicole approached me with this idea, my mind immediately went to graphic design because that's what I enjoy doing. And I kind of uh, thought of this idea, maybe we can make it into a website. So like anyone can 
Anyone can view this information and anyone can get help from that if they need it, no matter whether or not they go to Stan Stanford. Sorry. Um, so that's kind of where my um, involvement is. Yeah. So that just takes it to the even the next level, right? So we haven't even shared yet, but this entire guide is available online. So uh, Ethan, you took time to graphically design the website, to program the website, uh, the elements that weren't drag and, drag and drop right from templates. But um, you designed this website and, and got it out to the public. And just without even, I'm, I'm not aware, did, did you guys send the website to any other schools or anyone outside of Singapore? Um, no, not directly. Cause I didn't really, or I currently don't really feel like I have kind of a connection to that. Like right. So and stuff like that. without any effort from you guys, I'm aware of at least a dozen schools in several different countries in different continents who are already introducing this content to their students. And it's just tremendous, right? This obviously there was a, a huge need for a guide by students, for students, I'm sure that listeners who are listening in now are going to be excited. I'll be sure to link the website in the show notes. So anyone who's listening in, you're more than welcome to grab that uh, website and share it with others. So it's, it's, just, it's just a tremendous service that, that you've both done. And if I may, we spoke a little bit about your values, your strengths, and your interests, which are kind of this focus area that we have when we try to find the, the most authentic impact project for, for us individually. And both of you shared how important it is to build community and to build others around you. And so I think that's significant. And, and Ethan, I had forgotten that you know some of your strengths were around graphic design and some of your interests were around graphic design. And so this project really kind of hit that, that, uh, that center of the, the three-part Venn diagram where you, you really nailed the impact project. Can you share with us a little bit more about how this project brings out your values? Uh, me personally, I believe it kind of shows, and I guess in regards to Nicole as well, it kind of shows how both of us, uh, as you said, kind of really enjoy the idea of supporting like a community and being one with the community as well. We want to make a resource where people or anyone could get information on IB courses. And I thought that that really showed how you can really create um a community just from like an idea right so and i think um like physically the way that it kind of shows this is that um i made sure to include like ways to um, contact anyone who helped with the project so for example if you enjoyed um someone's description of like ib design or something like that you can always go to the website and message them directly depending on whether or not they wanted me to show their email but if they did i made sure to do that on the website Amazing. I love it. Nicole, anything to add? Well, I was talking a little bit earlier about how my whole college essay was written about excellence and really concentrating yourself. But it was really more about um, doing the best in what you were really interested in. And I think before college and everything, it's a it's a big learning journey for yourself because I think that if someone asked you, what are your values straight off the bat? It's a really hard question to answer. And it's something you yes. really have to think about. So it was actually Mr. Gardner who asked me that question much earlier in the year. And I didn't know, but I boiled it down to excellence as one of them. And obviously people seek to achieve excellence. And a lot of that comes down to um, how they do in their classes, especially as seniors, that's probably the most important thing on our minds. So 
I think a big thing that we're missing from this description so far is that the guide not only helps students really learn what their course is about, but when we had these high-performing individuals come in and specialize and give advice on the classes they were really good and interested in, I actually asked them to give different types of advice, some general advice or what they do to study and what they do to get the high-performing grades they do. So in that way, it's really a platform to share and it's something to help share excellence in academics, which is really important to me and it's why I'm interested in this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, there's a guide for how to succeed. How do you get top marks in this field? And I'll I'll share with you, maybe you haven't heard this because these are kind of the backstories among the teachers that you may or may not be aware of. I, I have heard a couple of teachers talk about how if they were to write a guide, to their course, they would have written it exactly the way you and your team wrote it, which just speaks to the level of quality, the the level of professionalism. It's not like a couple of high school kids decided to write some memos about what they liked and didn't like. It's a really, really complete guide. And, uh, And so absolutely, Nicole, I think that shows your value of excellence and how beautifully it's put together, how well it's graphically designed, how, how well it builds community, just goes to to both of your values of relationship building or community building and this commitment to excellence. So just amazing. What, what would you say, how has this come up as you've been applying to all these universities, these outstanding universities that you mentioned at the beginning? Has this project um, come up at all in your essays or in your interviews or, or how has this um, played a role in your application process? Um, it really just fits into your, into most applications that you can think of for like any school. The way it's like structured um, is really set up for this kind of thing. Cause it, um, the main thing that I found that was like even the most helpful besides the project itself was the actual time you had to think what you value and yeah. who you think you are as a person. I found that like so absolutely like the most helpful cause I promise you like without it, you really wouldn't know what to write about in your college essays. So oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, because we had these conversations a long time ago. Was it helpful to have months and months and months to to think about what you value and then go and explore that and see if it's right? And then over time, you kind of crystallize your ideas. And by the time it's come to uh, to write your actual essays, you've you've got a clue. You you know what you're going to write about. Versus if that's the first time you see your college essays and you say, oh. I need to, to, to show, to illustrate who I am and what I value in 600 words. Uh, <laughs> what do I talk about? Uh, it's just a really challenging thing to try to come up with that on the spot. Um, how, was it, how helpful was it to have like over a year of thinking about that and, and allowing those thoughts to percolate? Personally, like that time, it w- I really didn't spend it like even thinking about college applications, but it kind of really brings to the forefront of your mind what you really value as a person. So after, after this time, kind of like what you were saying, it really does kind of all come together in your head, whether or not you realize, and then you kind of understand a lot better, like who you are and who you want to be. So that way, beautiful. So that way, um, in that way, it really, it really, like really did help. Yeah. Nicole, what, what about you? How has this come into play as you've applied to these amazing universities? I mean, as Ethan put before, and as as I said, the whole journey of thinking about what my values are and how I could pour that into something really helped me. But 
um, going back to when we were on that trip in China, our minds didn't immediately go to, we're going to make a website. It was more a a process of thinking of how both Ethan and I could incorporate our values into something that would be meaningful. And um, a big theme in all of my college applications is um, using my excellence as a means to benefit those around me. And I think that it was only through this that I realized that that was a really big theme for myself, not only in this um, quote unquote impact project, but in my life, you know? Yeah. So it's definitely reinforced and helped me realize some of the values and themes in my life that I did not know about before. But it is all, it was also in terms of my college applications, it's really great because I feel like, as I mentioned before, I have a lot of academic-based activities like Model UN. I'm involved in athletics. But in terms of personal, impactful projects, I haven't really gone out and helped a lot of charities or anything. So this is something right. that really diversifies it. Well, and, and even if someone does go and volunteer for 500 hours or whatever it is, if that volunteering doesn't represent their values and it's not congruent with you know the 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 persona that they present in the essays and in the resume at that, with that college application, then it just doesn't feel like it's someone representing their, their true self. Where for you guys, you don't just have to tell the admissions board what your values are. You can show them, right? You can say, this is what I did because I value these things. And this is how I did it because these are my values. And this is what I'm interested in. And this is what my strengths are. And so they don't have to just trust, take your word for it. You've got evidence. You've created this evidence as you go. And I understand just from speaking to you before we started recording, um, both of you ended up addressing this in, in your interviews, your alumni interviews for Stanford as well. So Nicole, maybe, maybe could you share a little bit about your interview? Was it helpful to have done a project like this when, when it came time to not just tell the other person what you care about, but now you can show them and and you have evidence that supports what you're saying? Yeah. With college applications in general, they give you a chance to really tell the interviewers in the school what you're about, but the interview is really about showing them that. And even though you can't physically do it, it's more about how you speak about things and I guess your engagement with it. So um, with my interview with Stanford, the alumni interview, they actually ended up asking me, re-asking the questions that they asked me to write about in my application. I think that was a really good idea just because you can write anything you want, but I think the way you say it and the way you express yourself really goes to show whether it's genuine or not. And I think a lot of the times they're looking for genuine interest. When he did ask me what's something you have done um, recently to benefit society, or the people around you, my mind went to this project we did, the website. I ended up explaining a bit about what it was. And honestly, the interviewer was very impressed. He was very curious. He had a lot of questions about it. And I ended up telling him a bit about the journey and everything itself. But he said that he really enjoyed hearing about it. So I think it went well for me in terms of my interviews. Yeah, it just makes all the difference in the world, right? Because most high school students kind of feel like, you know, when I'm qualified, I'll go and make my difference. Yes, I care about things, but who am I? I'm 15 years old. I'm 16 years old. Who am I to go make a difference? But the students who say, hey, I care about this and I'm going to do what I can, 
I'm going to make an impact within my sphere of influence. I'm going to make an impact where I can. Those are the students that have something to say when an interviewer says, so tell me about what you've done lately, right? Tell me about the impact that you do make or how, do you, how have you made your community just a little bit better? And you have a story to tell. And it's not just a story. It's something that you've poured your whole heart and soul into and it represents the best of who you are. And it's, it's evidence. It's not just your words. And so I think that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, can you tell us just maybe one last thing? What, uh, in what ways would you say you've changed or grown as a result of this entire process from, from our first conversations almost uh, you know, over a year ago uh, through college applications and the Impact Project and, and everything that we've done along the way? How have you changed or grown as a result of making the decision to go make a difference in your community? So um, it kind of really consolidated my feelings as who I am as a person. And it kind of really showed me that I really should bring these values out more. So I kind of started loving my community as a whole a bit more and kind of enjoying the people around me. Amazing. In other words, life kind of becomes more rich and, and more intentional. Absolutely. Nicole, what about you? Any, anything that you feel is, is noteworthy and as far as how you've grown or changed through this process? I mean, the process itself took a long time because we had to gather contributors and write and put the whole thing together. But um, I think something I've learned is that if you're looking to make an impact, you should do it, as you said, where you can. I think that at the start of my whole college admissions journey, really, that was at the start of IB, I fell into the trap of thinking that I had to go and volunteer at a bunch of nonprofit organizations and I had to donate all of my time to different charities to show them that I care about something bigger than myself. But I never realized that something so small could end up being received so well and help so many people. And I think that's more important to do something and to help people that are that direct something that directly affects you. Because if you put your heart into something that you don't have a personal connection to, you're not going to do very well. Yeah, uh, so beautifully said. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, maybe we'll sneak one more thing in. Any advice that uh, either one of you or both of you have for, let's say, a grade 7 or a grade 8 student who also wants to make an impact in their community? What advice would you give? Um, personally, if, if you want to make an impact in your community, it really, it really only starts from an idea. As um, easy as that might sound, it's a lot harder to get started than you would think. So really having that push and that urge is all you really need because it all kind of just falls in place afterwards. I love it. Nicole, what advice would you give to a, a grade seven student up and coming who looks up to you and, and wants to kind of follow in your footsteps? I would say that it's a, it's a time where you're finding yourself. So of course you want to try a bunch of things, but stick to the things that you really love and don't do things that you're not really interested in because I think it's going, you think it's going to bolster your college resume because you can always find a way to do something related to the things you love doing. And you're going to be a lot more interested that way. And you're going to do so much better. I love it. That is such good advice. Both of you. Yeah, there is, there are infinite possibilities as far as activities that you can do that are meaningful to you, that, that help make your community a little bit better, help improve your sphere of influence, that uh, are equally or more impressive to uh, college admissions boards than ticking all the boxes that you think need to be ticked in order to succeed. And so the important thing 
is to identify your values, identify your strengths and your curiosities, and find those areas, find problems within your sphere of influence that kind of are the are the center of that Venn diagram, right? Things that that overlap, that are all, also your values, are also your strengths and your curiosities, and go make a difference. And start wherever you're at, right? You don't have to change the whole world. Just make life a little bit better for someone, and make it meaningful to you. And as you begin, you begin to develop skills, you begin to grow, and you can enlarge and scale that impact so that by the time you apply to university, you have something like Nicole and Ethan have created, which is this masterpiece, an absolute masterpiece that has generated awe and respect from administration at uh, high schools around the world in multiple countries. And I just, even though it has only been out for a little over a month now, Already, it has made an impact in, in students around the world, and I am sure that this impact is only going to grow. And I just am excited to see what you guys do over the next couple of years when you get to university. If you're someone who has developed this self-awareness and you're not afraid to take action and start making a difference, guess what? When you get to university, you will be blown away by all of the resources that you're surrounded by. You'll have so many amazing resources and so many people that would love to support you in solving problems on an even bigger scale. And that's just, that's absolutely the best way to live life. So I'm really excited for both of you. I'm really appreciative that you took your time in during this busy, busy um, period of your lives to share your experience with all of our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. This has just been amazing. Thank you, both of you. Thanks for having us. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.